Welcome to Mile Repeats, a mini version of my Run This World with Nicole DeBoom podcast. I'm Nicole DeBoom, former pro athlete turned entrepreneur and podcast host. With Mile Repeats, I bring you short snippets from people who are willing to share their life lessons in the hopes that it will help us feel less alone in this crazy world. All in the time it takes for us to walk or run a mile, that's 8 to 20 minutes roughly, give or take a few hundred meters. Thank you for spending some time with me today. Now let's get this workout started. All right, coming at you with Kaylee Lamont, Running Hello. Rock Girl. Running, running rock, rock Girl. girl. That's me. But, you know, for as a profession, you're a pelvic floor specialist. So why wouldn't you just want to be like pelvic Kaylee or something? <laughs> um, I don't know. I just because I think I do the running thing more. So the, yeah. you do the running thing more than the pelvic than floor the pelvic thing. Floor. Yeah, yeah. They go hand in they hand. They kind of do. They do. We do treat athletes. Yes. yes. In fact, um, I didn't understand this whole phenomenon at all until after I had a kid and really mm-hmm. like a couple years later mm-hmm. yeah and I had a c-section too so I didn't do the whole okay. like push it out but yeah. like maybe it's just age I don't know yeah but yeah. there are days when you know I actually think I need to potentially get a referral because yep. would it be weird to have a friend be your pelvic floor specialist no no oh. well then no. we should hook up <laughs> there we go um, <laughs> Actually, I do want to talk about this topic. So, yeah, first of all, totally. you're in, you're in town for the amazing Skirt Sports 13er. I am. I are you am. are you running the 13er? I am. <gasps> I absolutely oh am. Okay, how long have you been running? Um, about four and a half years. Oh, cool. And the 13er will be my 60th half marathon. What, in four and a half years? Yeah. Oh my god! I run a lot. <laughs> so, are you like one of those crazy addictive personalities that like just finds something and then you're like all in? Pretty much, yeah. So, so let's go through your life here. Okay. What have been your addictions? <laughs> oh boy. Um. Oh geez. Well, I mean, how deep do we want to get? <laughs> hey, whatever you're willing to share. Um, people. Well, that- I mean, most of like the big thing with the running is I have struggled with body image issues and like eating issues and stuff since I was a teenager. So. This has really helped me, I think, learn to love and appreciate and take care of my body better. Um, so, but why? Like, what happened when you were young that made you feel n- not positively about I, your body? I was an overweight kid and got made fun of all the time. And, um, yeah, I mean, kids can be mean. And um, just being a being a teenager was tough. And so, and I just, I don't know, I was a really overweight kid when I was in, in high school and stuff I was at my biggest weight I think I was like a size 24 when I was you know 17 years old right so I couldn't wear anything that the all the cute dresses and stuff none of that worked for me and um and I kind of like went up and down with weight I mean I you know like I said I struggled with eating disorders so it was all over the place like I'd be really big I'd be small I'd you know I've been in treatment a couple times like you know um, yeah. but with the running thing, like it's, I, it's really kind of like, I feel like I'm way more even keel now than I've ever been before in my life. So, you know, and, and I, we don't have to dig super deep yeah. on, on eating disorders, but like, this is a serious thing. It still happens. It's happening yeah. more than ever. Oh yeah. And it's, there's, 
so much that we don't think about in the way that we speak, the things we say out loud Absolutely. that can affect other people. Mm-hmm. And when you say like kids are mean, well, they are and they can be. And sometimes they don't mean to be, but no. adults are mean oh, too. Adults can be terrible as well. And Absolutely. we're the ones influencing our own kids who are then saying those things. Yep. So we need to break that freaking cycle. Absolutely. And, you know, being... Um, going for treatment that's a big deal and I do know a little bit um through just having some friends who have gone through treatments as well that Mm -hmm. running can often be a negative thing when you're trying to uh can be because you don't Mm want to be calorie counting and like trying to offset like yeah I'm eating food but I'm going to sneak in an extra run right exactly and I think like I tried to when I was especially in my 20s I looked at exercise in a completely different way. It was like, you know, the gym was work. Like I had to be there because I was eating food or whatever, you know. Um, Now it's completely the opposite. I mean, it's like huge social time for me. I'm able to set and meet goals. I mean, I've, my, I mean, my family, my friends are just like, I can't believe you're doing this. Like, this is crazy. My dad still walks around and goes, I can't believe you're running marathons. Like, I can't believe you are running Uh, marathons. 60 half marathons in four years. (laughs) Okay. Now, how old are you? I'm, uh, I'll be 35 at the end of the month. Oh my gosh. This is so cool. So in your, you know, thirties, early Mm -hmm. Mm thirties, you decide I'm going to pick up running. Mm -hmm. And so why? Um, well, really what um, got me kind of going with it was I moved to Seattle from a small town in Washington and um, I didn't know where anything was. And I had a super stressful job at the time and I would just go on these long walks after I got off work and it was time my time for me to listen to my music. I'm like a huge music junkie. So I download all these different albums and all this stuff and I just go and I'd l- get lost and then I would dig myself out of wherever and I didn't want to use Google Maps or anything. I wanted to figure it out myself so then I just like I was do all these walks and then I just kind of put interval running in with that and then um Stacy actually was the one that said you know you should sign up for something just so you have something to work towards so I signed up for a half marathon um actually the one the my first one kind of as a run, real runner or a runner or whatever um is actually the same day as a 13er and i've ran it every year oh but i so no 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 it's, it's it's yeah i would rather i mean i would absolutely rather be here because i've done that race so it's fine but so that was that was it'd be four or five four years ago yeah that i so that's wow. my anniversary i guess essentially of the whole thing and I did that run and I just loved it. And then someone I worked with wanted me to be on a Ragnar team. So I did that. And then after I like got through Ragnar, I was like, I want to do a full marathon. So then that I found one and started training. And oh my I don't know, gosh. the rest is history. I mean, I coach, <laughs> I coach running now through the local shoe store. Um, which, in, which store? It's, um, it's a little local one in Bellevue, Washington called Shoes and Feet. Cool. Give them so, some props. Yeah, they're awesome. We do, um, 5k 10k half marathon full marathon anybody welcome all ages so can you believe that this is your life like think back to that insecure and (laughs) you know that high school girl with all the body image issues and here you are like coming across as this confident and happy and you know person who i think and feel has self-love yeah and you're giving that back yeah i finally feel like i'm 
to that point and it's kind of I mean especially over kind of the last year or so um I've really like kind of honed in all that all that and I'm finally feeling like I'm conquering all my past stuff and like just looking ahead to the future and just not looking back on any of that so it's pretty cool how do you get there because I think part of this is you know for people listening they some people are in a place where they're like, I really want to love myself and mm-hmm. I'm not there yet. Like, what was there a trigger or a catalyst that helped you get there? I mean, I just got tired of the same old thing not working. It's like, you know, beating your head against the wall. It's not going to fix anything. I can't. There's a quote that says, I can't remember what it is, but it's like doing the same thing. Like you can't do the same thing over and over and expect different results. Yes. You have to do something else. So, I mean, that entailed me talking to people that I knew uh, that I could trust about what was going on like going to therapy you know getting into like the running community trying something new you know getting myself out there and since then like you know I've gotten involved with you guys which has been amazing to meet all all these inspirational women I went to this retreat last year and just had a ball and took so much away from it Um, I mean I tell everybody about stuff like this and um, like my running group that I coach and stuff it's a huge part of my life and it's just like it's like one of those things that's just kind of snowballed into this big thing. I mean, at work, like I said, I'm a physical therapist and um, I tell patients about this. I tell them about my running. I've, you know, I feel like I'm trying to like inspire people to do that as well. Cause I have a lot of people that are like, I can never do that. And it's like, well, why not? Just right. try. I mean, there's no reason why you can't try to do it. Absolutely. Just, you got to conquer your brain. I think your body can do anything. It's just your mind you got to kind of overcome. So, yeah. And that's hard. It's not easy. Sometimes it takes people, you know, their whole life to figure it out. Yeah. But I just got to the point where I was like, okay, got to do something else because there's more to life to enjoy than what I'm doing now. There so. is. And there's a lot of decades. And it's funny now that I'm in my 40s, I can look back and almost define my life by decades. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. This yeah. was me in my 20s. Yeah. This is me in my 30s. Yeah. Here's me in my 40s. And every decade, you gain more acceptance of who you are. Absolutely. It's like life Absolutely. experiences. And you humble. You get humbled, so you're not as cocky. Mm-hmm. And you lose some insecurities because you just don't care anymore. Exactly. Right. How cool is and freeing is that? It's amazing. It, I and I, I finally, like I said, like over this last year, I finally am feeling like I'm letting all that go. And yes. I feel free. And my whole thing is like, if you got stuff in your life that's not making you happy and it's not benefiting you, then it doesn't need to be there. Like, Ugh. do things that make you feel happy. Do it. What I, I, I have just moved and I've changed my job now and everything's going really well. And one of the trick, one of the catalysts for that was I was running at my favorite park in Seattle, Seward Park, and I has just been stressed out with work and my house, like my apartment situation, wasn't good and just things weren't good. And so I was running and I found this shiny thing on the ground and it was a little charm that said do more of what makes you happy and so I picked that up and I was like okay we got to do something here now so (laughs) I had like a a, sign yeah it was and so I have that little charm now and I have it on my on my nightstand and I look at it every day so and somebody someone left that there for you Uh, yeah I really feel like it because since then I've kind of that was a couple months ago and I accepted a new position at work. I moved. I've, you know, just done a lot of different things yeah. in the last couple months even that it's have a lot of change. 
but a lot of good change and a lot of needed change. Yeah. Yeah, I'm feeling good these days. All right, let's talk about work. Let's go back to our our pelvic floors. Yes. Yeah. Talk about vaginas. I know. I love it. (laughs) You know, we got to use the proper language. Yes, we do. Absolutely. Um, There's a lot of women who, there's men who listen too, and you guys can benefit from hearing this as well. Absolutely. So when your women are frustrated or whatever's going on, now you're going to understand them. Um, so I've noticed changes personally as I've gotten older, mm-hmm. specifically after having a kid. Mm-hmm. Before I had my kid and when I was younger, people would talk about like, oh, I go for a run. I'm like dripping with every step. Mm-hmm. And I'd be like, that's weird. Mm-hmm. Or I can't do jumping jacks. And I'm like, why? I don't get it. But now I kind of get mm-hmm. it. So oh, yeah. what's going on with us? Why is this changing? <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, you know, muscles, it's like your pelvic floor is a muscle. So especially with childbirth, things get stretched out down there stuff gets moved around so over time things aren't going to be working like they need to be you're not going to be as strong as you should be and you're going to leak you know and it has to do like there's also like fluid intake diet plays a part of it you know you don't know these things until you go see somebody though and you got to see a specialist um that can tell you about it so i mean we treat like i've i treat people that for leaking issues and it can be like with you were talking about with like jumping and sneezing and stuff like that or if you you know you feel like you've got to go to the bathroom all the time and you feel like you're essentially going to pee your pants and you're looking for bathrooms wherever you go which can impact your life negatively obviously um yeah see people with prolapse which essentially your organs are just kind of coming out of your vaginal canal wow um see people for pelvic pain um and painful intercourse i mean you know people who are married and can't you know have sex and that can really negatively impact your relationship so I mean it's it's really rewarding work I'm really glad I'm getting back into it so so tell me like so if you're having these symptoms Mm -hmm. these things that you just described you know a lot of us just walk around like okay I guess that's just who I am now but it can be fixed or absolutely so you absolutely can you get like a hundred percent or um you yeah you get pretty uh, with the with the exception of the prolapse with with like if, when your organs are kind of coming okay. out um there are stages that can be fixed and there are stages that you need surgery for okay but after surgery you should absolutely go see a pelvic floor therapist because they can give okay. you the exercises that you need so you should be seeing someone anyway um it's just there might be surgical things that you need and i mean to the you there are people that you know you'll do the pelvic floor therapy and they still might need surgery for like the incontinent stuff just there's all sorts there's like slings you can put in and and after that those are more severe cases after that they need to see a pelvic floor therapist. okay because like um say i need to go make an appointment right Mm -hmm. so i come in and i'm like okay so are you gonna like massage my stomach or like how invasive is this and what do people expect yeah so we do internal work so i mean we get into the vagina and assess the muscles and the strength and um if you know if there's tension if there's not tension um so it's but i mean you should be have somebody tell you exactly what they're going to do as they do it i'm always like okay i'm putting the gel on my finger i'm gonna go in this is gonna be cold okay does this hurt does this hurt this is what i'm doing here this is this muscle this is what this does i'm always talking to the people especially if it's like their first or second visit where they're like oh my god you know because people are freaked out and they should yeah a new and different thing you don't know what to expect so this is helpful yeah so yeah you should absolutely 
be with somebody like your your provider should be somebody that's talking to you and explaining and you should be asking questions if you're like not sure of things um and usually like after the first you know couple visits first visit coming back people are like okay i get this now it's not so scary right um but um i'm i'm hoping i mean it's it's something that isn't talked about a lot because we don't talk about our right vaginas very much i talk about them all the time because it's just well, what i do but of course um i think it's definitely it's an it's a body part just like you know when you when you have an e-replacement or you you know you strain something running or whatever you got to go in and get that taken care of your vagina is a body part that needs to be taken care of just like that mm-hmm. so you shouldn't have to ignore it but we're not going to get a vagina replacement we're not going to get a vagina replacement <laughs> no <laughs> nope that is i mean seriously for everybody out there suffering or like wondering or like i was before going that's weird that's not going to happen to me you know what hey our bodies change Life changes, it throws us all kinds of things. And what's really cool about this is that there is hope that you can absolutely you can come back from mm-hmm. anything. Absolutely. So, I absolutely. love it. Yeah. I love it. Okay. Well, this has been a rousing yes. run this world vignette. <laughs> okay, so let's wrap it here with a final nugget. If you could give our listeners one final piece of advice to help them run their worlds in a bigger mm-hmm. and better way, what would it be? I think kind of what I said before, do more of what makes you happy. I mean, if if something's in your life and it's not making you happy, then think about what you can do to change it and make that change because change is possible and it can be a great thing. Oh, you are amazing. Change is possible. Thank you. Change is possible. <laughs> <laughs>